0: It is 10.50 on this Monday. Welcome back. We have Will Altoff with a trending story. Good morning, Will. Good morning, Brian. Florida Department of Emergency Management Director Kevin Guthrie says crews continue to work restoring power. The goal is to get everyone who can receive electricity restored by Sunday. Now, Guthrie says this doesn't include those who live where the electrical grid was completely wiped out. Adding power restoration to those areas will take some time. Currently, about six 100,000 customers without power across Florida. Yeah, well, you bring up such a good point about that. And I was actually having a conversation with uh, my family over that way. You know, most of my family's in the Naples area and uh, held up really well. Very fortunate, very blessed. um, This situation, as they have been in the past, actually the undergrounding the power lines. We've talked about it. The original pilot project for FPL's undergrounding here started here in Miami years ago, but they really have made a lot of progress, and that is helping with so much of this. You know, we're over two and a half million people without power at the peak now. As you mentioned, uh, just over six hundred thousand in real time. Meanwhile, the death toll can continuing to to rise. And here at the latest is our correspondent, Aaron Riel. Aaron, what's the word?
1: Yes. So, you know, with the floodwaters only just beginning to recede, truly the full extent of death, the destruction, it's only just coming into view. We are still very much in the search, search and rescue phase of this. We will move on, obviously, to the rebuilding in the days to come. President Biden will be there. On Wednesday to assess the damage, what we know for sure right now, well over 700,000 customers still without power. Search and rescue crews are are racing to rescue many still stranded on Sanibel Island, Pine Island. These are the islands that you saw the Causeway Bridge completely decimated that connected them to the Fort Myers mainland of Florida. There's been well over 4,000 rescues made in Florida since the storm struck. The death toll as of Sunday evening, it climbed to 87 83 people in Florida, four in North Carolina, and the immediate cause for concern right now is drinking water. In many cases, the taps have completely run dry. In other cases where there's water coming out of the taps, there are well over 100 boil water advisories in place around the state. So even if you have water coming out of your tap, you cannot boil it because you don't have the power to turn on your burners. It's a big, big issue, and a lot is going to need to be sussed out in the days ahead. But in terms of equating the actual dollar amount for the rebuild, it's still Far too early because, frankly, we don't even know the full extent of the damage as of today.
0: Aaron, yeah, I mean, you, you raise many good points there right down to the water. You know, even after the impact of the devastation, we have continued to have water systems that have failed right down to Lee, Lee County not having any reliable water at this point. We saw the evacuations at the hospitals, Lee Health, the big uh, Healthcare uh, provider in, in that area had to, to take all their patients and, and send them outside the area because of, of that water concern. Speaking of water, Aaron, you, you mentioned water still hasn't completely receded. Part of what we saw in, in parts of southwest Florida, a lot of the flood waters from central Florida draining over that direction, causing yet another round of flooding and uh, additional evacuations that were ordered or at least on a voluntary basis over the weekend. Just, Remarkable.
1: Precisely, and you know, not to add insult to injury, but the lack of insurance, and in the Florida counties hit hardest, like Lee County, just decimated in terms of flooding by Hurricane Ian. Apparently, fewer than twenty percent of the homes in that county had flood insurance, just according to some new data. And experts say that that is going to make the rebuilding even harder, and in many cases, never happen for some people.
0: You bring up a really good point. And this, Aaron, I mean, we're we a ways away from this. And you know, we we're talking with our CFO, Jimmy Petronas on Friday. And, and he mentioned that starting today, we're going to see the setting up of what he calls villages. And so for victims, you'll have one-stop shop there. You'll have FEMA, along with state resources, along with insurance companies that are there to cut sustenance checks. So, like, basically down payments as they try to figure out what's what just to get people stabilized. And as all that is playing out, then you will get into that next piece, which is the ingest, adjuster phase. And we've come up against this in our state and in times previous. What caused the damage? Was it wind? Was it water? A lot of this is quantifiable. In some of these cases, you're going to have some of both damage that Maybe you could pinpoint to wind, but obviously a ton of flood damage. And I imagine that's going to end up being a a huge point of contention um, moving forward.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and, you know, the insurance is there's going to be a lot of issues with insurance as well. So it's again, we're still only in the search and rescue phase of all of this. More to come uh, when we get to the rebuilding phase, that will be a whole nother bag of bag of worms to unpack but we we will do it we will be covering i will be on it as as well as our other colleagues at NBC news radio so there will be more to come but it, again it's just such early days this only hit less than a week ago so it's a matter of figuring out what's next in terms of priorities for rebuilding and like you said you know it all it's a humanitarian crisis at this point so we're going to have to figure out who needs what services when and, and what's the expeditious way to do that
0: appreciate it aaron we'll talk to you soon
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: To our correspondent, uh, Aaron Riel. And we'll check in once again with uh, Evan Brown coming up just after the news at the top of the hour. Of course, he spent uh, most of last week over uh, beforehand in the Tampa area and then making his way down to the impacted areas on his way back home here to Broward. And uh, we'll we'll take a look at you know what what comes next and you know some of these issues that we're going to have to have to address. And, we already have talked about, you know, Florida's property insurance market, and the crisis that it's in. But then you get into this flood insurance dynamic, and to your point, where it looks like you are likely to have more flood damage than wind damage from this. Not atypical, as talked about many times. You have overwhelmingly the majority of death and destruction in hurricanes from water, not from wind. How is that all going to be handled? And are we going to get in issues where there are disputes over claims when you have people in desperate situations and you talk about the private insurers that are left in our market. That's been dwindling. Boy, oh boy. I mean, this is, it's not going to be easy going forward and you know, we'll need to check in with uh, Jimmy Petronas probably multiple times to, to, as all that moves forward, gets worked out. I remember some of the, uh, after the 0405 cycle and we had, blue tarps and some roofs for what, five years? While well, things try to get sorted out, sorted out, hopefully it won't be that long. But continue this conversation with uh, Evan Brown next, right here on the Brian Munchen, who's ready to go 610 WIND. South Florida.